Hello, and welcome to episode 85 of ERRX, a podcast tailored to your clinical needs. I'm your host, Adis Carrick, and this is part two of our mini Grand Round series discussing dosing of rocuronium or rock. In part one of the series, I talked about how to dose rock and other RSI meds in obese patients. I sent out a poll on the Instagram page and everyone was evenly split on how they dose rock, with some using an actual body weight, others using ideal body weights, and some just giving 100 milligrams to everyone. Hopefully, through some discussion of volume of distribution and lipophilicity, I was able to change your practice a bit and get you to dose rock based off of an ideal body weight for all patients, especially the obese. This week in part two of the series, I'm going to talk about the one milligram per kilogram dosing of rock that we all know about and discuss why a slightly higher dose could be better. When it comes to the debate of using succinylcholine or rock, we have a ton of data showing that first-pass success rates and adverse events are equal between the two. Unfortunately, the studies that looked at first-pass success rates didn't take into consideration the dose of rock used. And I know that some of you think that doses higher than 1 mg per kilogram are better, and you have some data that would back you up. For example, there's this recent retrospective review published in April of 2021 in the Canadian Journal of Emergency Medicine that included data from over 8,000 intubations using rock. After controlling for confounding variables like hemodynamics, induction meds used, and intubation and intubator characteristics, the authors found that odds of first-pass success were highest in the patients who got greater than or equal to 1.4 mg per kilogram of rock compared to patients who received the standard 1 mg per kilogram dose. And as a quick side note, when they stratified patients who were intubated with direct versus video laryngoscopy, which was about a 50-50 split, they found that the higher doses of greater than or equal to 1.4 mg per kilogram were only significantly better relative to using the standard 1 mg per kilogram dose if direct laryngoscopy was used. When video was used, it didn't matter what dose of rock you gave, which seems like more of a plug to use video than to give higher doses of rock. But still, they also found that these higher doses worked better in hypotensive patients, which makes sense since these patients have reduced cardiac outputs and therefore less drug delivery to the site of action. When we want to avoid using succinylcholine, the biggest drawback to using rock is the idea that sucks has a much quicker onset time, which is usually but not always the case. There are a handful of older studies that show using rock doses slightly higher than 1 mg per kilogram, somewhere around 1.2 to 1.4 mg per kilogram, leads to onset times that are comparable to using succinylcholine. In one study, those times were 50 seconds for sucks and 55 seconds for rock. For those who jokingly or maybe seriously said they just give 100 mg to all patients, you're not really too far off, especially in male patients. For example, given the average male height in the U.S. of 5 foot 9 inches, most males will have an ideal body weight of roughly 70 to 80 kilograms. Giving 1 milligram per kilogram means you'd give 70 to 80 milligrams, but if you round it up to 100 milligrams, you'd be giving about 1.2 to 1.4 milligrams per kilogram, which according to the studies I talked about should be perfect for both first pass success and onset times. For females, it gets a little trickier and you do have to do a bit of math. With an average height of 5 foot 4 inches, their ideal body weights are roughly 60 to 70 kilos. 
rounding up to 100 milligrams means you're giving about 1.4 to 1.7 milligrams per kilogram, which is kind of high, but probably not harmful as long as you realize the duration of rock is prolonged with these higher doses. Or you could round to 80-ish milligrams to hit that 1.2 to 1.4 milligrams per kilogram dosing range for females. Lastly, I want to touch on max dosing. Like I said in the previous episode, I personally max out at 100 milligrams, even in obesity, for all of the reasons mentioned in this episode and the last one. But I have maxed out at higher doses, like 150 milligrams, in the morbidly obese, hypotensive patient who looks like they're going to have a difficult airway, and I'm worried about their cardiac output delivering the rock where it needs to go. Some may say, what's the harm in giving higher doses of rock? The thing that I worry about is the duration of paralysis, which again can be prolonged and even doubled with higher doses of rock. So you're looking at up to two hours of ensuring adequate, deep, amnestic sedation for your patient once the induction agent wears off. And if you've been around this show for a while, you know how much I hate deep amnestic sedation for our intubated patients. But if there's one thing I hate more, it's the idea of being awake and paralyzed. To wrap up the series, keep in mind that there are a couple of nuances to the saying, it takes one to rock. First, we should be dosing rock off of an ideal body weight, especially in obesity. Second, there's a good amount of data showing that we should use slightly higher doses, like 1.2 to 1.4 milligrams per kilogram, to make sure we have quicker onset times, and to make sure the drug is delivered to the site of action in hypotensive, low cardiac output patients. So in conclusion, let's change the saying to, it takes slightly more than one based on ideal body weight to rock. That's really smooth. As always, thank you so much for your time, and thank you for wanting to learn more about pharmacotherapy. If you have any comments or anything you'd like to add to this episode, please give me a shout-out on the ERRX Podcast Instagram page, or reach out to me on errxpodcast.com. I'd love to respond to all comments and criticisms. I also want to take a second to shout-out Friend of the Pod Elsa for their generous donation on buymeacoffee.com. Donations like this help keep the podcast running and free for everyone. If you'd like to sponsor an episode, the link to donate is super easy to get to. It's linked in the bottom of the episode description wherever you get your podcasts, on YouTube, and on the website. I'll see you next time. (laughs) 